0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. There's a lot here, so I'm going to try to just jump right into it. I'm probably not going to get to everything I want to get to in this episode. We'll have to follow it up in the future. I've been reading through the Osric book, which is the old school reference and index compilation. And as well, I've been reading through the original Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Dungeon Master's Guide by Gary Gygax. I've been comparing these two books and looking at the rules as AD&D had let them, out, led, had lay them out, and I'm I'm noticing a lot of things that I've never done in game that I think can really make a rich game. At the same time, I'm noticing there's a game here that I've never played. I've played a lot of AD&D, but I've played it in a certain way that I've grown accustomed to playing it. And if I start looking at at the Osric book and the original Dungeon Master's Guide, and you start getting into, well, let's look at the encumbrance rules. Um, you start looking at the, the definition of turns and rounds and things like that, uh, how long torches will last, and you start looking at the hirelings and the, the requirements to level up uh, by spending gold, what you see is a very resource-management-driven game of Dungeons and & Dragons. And for a lot of people, that can be a boring thing, sitting down at the table, adding and subtracting, figuring out the, the specifics of everything mathematically well, let's look at gold for example gold pieces or coins in the game as presented here are 10 coins to a pound and 150 in the odds work is kind of like the limit of what people can carry but then you have additions subtractions according to your strength you can add a little more here or there but it's going to slow you down and if you're carrying all that gold and it starts slowing you down, it gives you the calculations right here to figure out how long it, gets out, it takes it would take you to get out of the dungeon carrying all this. Now, we play, often, I've got four or five weapons on my character. But realistically, if I tried to carry four or five weapons around, I would be heavily encumbered. If I've got a sword and a shield, I've got my extra knife and my couple of daggers. Where am I going to actually put all that? There's a very unrealistic approach to the way most of us are playing, at least that I have seen. Our equipment is way too high. Now, let's talk about gold as XP, and a lot of that is spending the gold. And a lot of that spending the gold is things like hirelings. Now, I've got so much equipment, I'm going to need to probably pay somebody to help me carry stuff at that point. Well, that sounds like a boring game until you start to think about what's really being presented here you've got all these things that have to be accomplished all this stuff that we're trying to gather suddenly we have a thousand pieces of gold a thousand pieces of gold let's say your dungeon master actually gives you a thousand pieces of gold that's a lot or let's just stick with 500 pieces of gold um you're going to divide that by 10. so 500 pieces of gold or 500 gold divided by 10 you got you got, uh, you got 50, 50 pounds to carry that gold around. Now, when you divide it amongst everybody, you got 500 pieces of gold. Let's say you've got a party of party of four or so. Everybody has to carry around 12, 13 pounds. It's not as bad, but then you start calculating everything else, we're trying to get in there with. Now, in order to be able to have the resources to continue on with this, we have a very capitalist type of game that's emerging. Um... What is it that we're missing, though, I feel, is what this sets up for us. If I'm having to spend this gold and I'm having to accumulate more, 500 gold or 50 gold a piece, whatnot, or, uh, you know, 150 gold piece, whatever it is, uh, that's not enough to level up if you're going by gold by XP. There's thousands you need to go up in levels. So you thousands pieces of gold that you have to carry out individually. Or... Have hirelings help you carry your stuff so that you can get the gold out. In order to get those hirelings, which you're presented with, is the opportunity to role-play. Who are these hirelings? In order to spend that gold to train, you're going to have to seek out and find those people to train. Who's going to train a thief? Other thieves. Are they advertising in their windows? I'm a thief. Come learn how to become a thief. How likely and uh, eager are other wizards to just want to start training another wizard. Where are you going to keep it all? In the stronghold, right? So as you start to look at the game that's being presented in the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Dungeon Master's Guide and Player's Handbook and the Osric Old School Reference and Index Compilation, it's very much this this uh, resource-driven game, resource management stuff, that can lead to excellent opportunities for roleplay, not only excellent opportunities for roleplay, but excellent opportunities for me to create complications as a dungeon master. Well, I've got to keep all this gold safe here at my stronghold. We're starting to accumulate it, but you can't just hoard it. You know, according to these rule sets, you've got to spend it on things like level advancement on training, et cetera, et cetera. So you're going to have to continue to go seeking treasures. You're going to have to seek the training that goes with it. Uh, As you're doing this, all kinds of horrible things can happen. You can just think of the unending complications that comes with trying to protect your treasure, the people that start paying attention to you and start wanting it, the monsters and creatures that feel that they were just looted and raided as you dungeon-delved. So the opportunities there, by following this resource management style of game, to create a game that focuses on the players themselves and what they're trying to accomplish, there's a lot there. There's a lot there to play with and look at. Now, when it comes to things like encumbrance, that gets difficult. You're gonna have to look up every single piece of equipment, every single piece of equipment's weight, how much it would, how much it would weigh, how much it's gonna buy you down. And that gets tedious. It seems like that this game itself run in this style focusing on these elements of the game would take a certain type of player Uh, not all players are going to want to do that i play with a lot of new players and a lot of casual players and i run them through things and i i try to simplify things as much as i can to get into the fun and the action Uh, so there's there's a balance that exists there that's difficult to really say that it's this is the game for everyone as i'm looking at this I tend to gravitate towards BX rules because uh, the BX and AD&D rules, because I'm able to simplify the game with them really easy without it breaking. I like things like the Year Zero engine because I can simplify it. Now, if we're talking about going with a lot of these elements as a strong part of the game, we're talking about a game that isn't simplified. It's a different type of complex than the modern game is 3rd uh, edition and later, where the character sheet, stats themselves, and skills, and feats, and stuff like that create a more complex mechanic and combat and things like that. That's a totally different type of complex than we're talking about here. This complex with resource management, we're trying to manage what it is we've found, what it is we're bringing out with us. Now, they go in great detail in both of these books from the Osric, to the Dungeon Master's Guide on hirelings and all the different hirelings that are available. We don't always have a full party. And in classic D&D, like AD&D and BX, it's useful to have your four core. If you're not familiar with the four core, I'm going to say they're the, the magic user, the thief, the fighter, and the cleric. The cleric heals. When we're talking about henchmen, hirelings and stuff, there's professional hirelings. You don't have the cleric. Or you don't have the fighter well that's where the hireling comes in is the hireling a character that perhaps one of the player character one of the players can run are we running multiple characters to fill those four uh, hirelings can fill a lot of the roles that we are not able to do with our player character themselves and there's the rules in here of keeping them loyal, doing what you want them to do and everything else, makes for a far more interesting game. Let's say that you have hired a hireling that you're depending on greatly, some sort of magic user or cleric, and they're helping your party. And then you come to find out they're not all that loyal by the roll of the dice. Well, how does that complicate your situation? And what do you have to do in response? Do you suddenly have a new enemy you have to combat? Do you suddenly have to find a way to persuade this old hireling to join you? Looking at these rules, I just can't help but go wild with my imagination of all the things I could do in-game with this. I've been looking at the halls of Ardenvold lately, reading through that, and seeing how that works so well with this resource management elements of AD&D and Osric. And I would love to run that sort of game of d It's very different than a lot I've ran in the past i'm not sure how others play i can say that i've played a lot of role-playing games and the resource management style playing is not one that i have encountered a whole lot uh one of the things that we've done and i've seen done recently is encumbrance being done on a visual sheet where it's kind of illustrated out with a backpack and a person and you can mark where the things go to try to track what you're able to carry So you're able to track encumbrance, but you're not really tracking it like you would sitting here, writing down each pound, adding it up, and calculating each coin. So that's just a thing I've been looking at and considering. It's something I could really go in-depth in on specifics, especially in specific areas. And I'll probably do that in the future when I start breaking down more in the Dungeon Master's Guide and the Osric book. Uh, Employment of henchmen and stuff like that. But it's interesting to see how This resource management complexity of the game could really enrich the story itself if the Dungeon Master kind of uses that and works with that. And it creates a lot of opportunities for strange things to happen. A lot of the adventures that occur in real life and the conflicts that occur in life are based around things like that. You think of all these wars that happen over economic issues and stuff like that. There's a lot of things that can occur and you want people to get into the politics of something. That's a perfect way to start getting into the politics of everything. Is start tracking your resource management. You'll have something that more mirrors the conflicts of real life and history when we start talking about trying to hold on to that gold we found. So that's just a thought I've had uh, a reading through the Dungeon Master's Guide and the Oswick book this morning and last night. And I wanted to go ahead and say a thing on it. If you all have enjoyed this, please share the episode with your friends. Uh, Tell others about us. Give us a positive review and rating wherever it is you're accessing this. And uh, y'all have a good day and keep those dice rolling.